Suspecting stranger had better know the truth of wrong from right. Welcome to Trail Buddies. Yeah! A Walker, Texas Ranger podcast with hosts Lindsay and Jen. Hello. Hello out there. I'm really excited today. As I am. <laughs> uh, today we're going to be talking about episode two, Borderline. And for anyone who doesn't know what the heck we're doing right now, we've never watched Walker, Texas Ranger before in our lives, but it appears that everyone else seems to have. So we are watching, in theory, every episode <laughs> fresh, well, cold. Hopefully yeah. we make it that far. <laughs> I don't know. That's a lot of episodes. <laughs> it's like 30 episodes for 16 seasons or something like that. Well, I believe in our friendship because we've had a long yeah. one, so I think we can do it. Uh, yeah, I think we'll see. We'll, we'll get through the first season. <laughs> Oh, okay. So I'm going to recap the episode and then we'll talk a little bit about it. Yep. Okay. Episode two, Borderline. Walker and Trevet apprehend a cop killer at a seedy motel. After being promoted to assistant district attorney, Alex Cahill is stalked in an empty parking garage by an ex-con, Dewey Baker. She once put away, but she escapes despite goading him at every move. Walker and Alex's boyfriend verbally spar in the barn over who would be better at protecting Alex, and we all know it's Walker. After returning from her date, a masked intruder accosts her in a ski mask and leaves her a highly romantic candlelit bedroom setup. Walker comforts Alex, and then he and Trevet employ some unorthodox tactics to shake down Dewey Baker in an empty parking lot. We learn Dewey was once a cop himself. Walker insists on staying overnight at Alex's, and she adamantly protests while blatantly not wearing a bra. <laughs> that night, someone kills Alex's horse, and in her grief, we learn that she's continually bullied by men for her hard-boiled 90s feminist attitude. While tracking the stalker, Walker and Trevette beat up a bunch of drug-dealing meatheads and learn that Dewey Baker was fantasizing about Alex during his whole six-year prison sentence. Dewey murders a sheriff, steals the outfit, and violently kidnaps Alex from the courthouse, and we wonder, where is the security? Using his knowledge of native plants, Walker is on the hunt. In a remote cabin, Dewey reveals the real reason he wants to brutally rape and murder Alex is politically motivated against liberals like her. Walker and Trevette save Alex after Walker roundhouse kicks Dewey through a car windshield and back to prison. A few days later, Walker presents Alex with a replacement horse and a twinkle of his eye. The end. That was perfect. <laughs> it was a shorter episode than the last one. It was. Right, right to the point. Because now they're going to be an hour. TV hour. Yeah, so I felt was the episode maybe 35, 40 minutes. Yeah. It was short. Yeah, it was of. definitely short. Maybe it was just short because I was so excited by what I was seeing. And the first one was two hours or hour 45. So. Okay, yeah. We need more. More right. Texas. Yeah. Initial reactions on episode two? Uh, initial reactions. Well, that tension between uh, Texas and the DA. Oh, yeah. I, I'm just like, and I so think. So they're going to be a thing. You well, called it. What I've heard, word on the street, uh -oh. is it's just a 
that's just going to be ongoing, the tension. Okay. Well, it makes sense because she's a main character. And so he's got to be sort of perpetually lonely and single. Right. While also having some sort of sexual tension with another female character. And I do have to say she has a nice rack. Um, yeah. Uh, clearly. <laughs> Her outfits. Yeah. When they, well, we'll talk about that yeah. next episode. But uh, um, yeah, her outfits are always displaying the goods. Yeah. Um, did you like this episode as much as the first one? Um, I didn't. I would have to say I liked the first one a little bit better. But I think it's because it was longer. There was yeah. more character build. But I did I, I did like this episode. I, I do have a few. Um, there was a lot of. Good lines in this episode, I there have were. to say. Yeah. Um, a rainy day in Texas. You know, it starts off rainy. I don't know how often it rains in Texas. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> but I don't think often. I know so little about Texas that I think I have a lot of just culturally based questions. Like, is that how it is in Texas? Or is this just the show? Right. And, uh, and like, I know he loves his kung fu. Yeah. But he did use a gun, and I was really surprised. Well, I feel like, because uh, we're going to talk about episode three yes. next time, um, that we're going to be peeling the onion on all of his sort of skills. Agreed, and how he, um, yeah. the origination. Yeah. Yes, agreed. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a good episode. There was a few what-the-fuck moments. <laughs> yeah, several. Yeah, A few badass moments. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's talk, if it's okay with you, about um, how they set up the episode as Alex is walking in the beginning through an empty parking garage. Yes. Like an underground parking garage. Immediately, I thought, rookie move. What woman does that? Definitely. And uh, the music, I put music synthesizer, what, cat running on low keys. <laughs> oh, I missed that. I didn't even <laughs> get that. It was like a synthesizer, like dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, but yes, I agree. Like rookie move, no mace, no, like not even the no, key in between Didn't the you hands. see? Because uh, when Dewey approached her, her car, he grabbed her keys out of her hands or whatever. And he said something like, what are you going to mace me? And, and she was about to and then oh. pulled back and didn't. Like, huh. and I even said out loud, just mace him, go. <laughs> yeah, he said something like, you know, go ahead, do it. And then she basically backed off, like, I can handle this without the mace. I think the music had me hypnotized. <laughs> Maybe. Because that's not in my notes. Yeah. But I so I really felt that she was just walking into, I'm not trying to victim blame here because she didn't get raped, but I felt like um, all the all the check marks were there. She could have very easily Avoided. She wasn't doing herself any favors to get out of the scenario. Exactly. She could have easily avoided that. Yeah. And As, knowing that she has a lot of predators or a lot of people that yeah. are, you know, she's wrong in their eyes. Yeah. It seems like she would have been a little bit smarter. Yeah. And also, she was carrying this giant load of files <laughs> so clumsily. It was like one of those uh, made for, or those like as seen on TV commercials when they're like, are you having a hard time carrying files? <laughs> and they were all like falling around her arms. <laughs> And then she put this giant stack on the top of, like, the roof of her car. He took the keys. And then um, when she when he finally gave the keys back and she was going to get back in the car, she, like, was so clumsy about it because then she had to, like, throw something inside and then pull all those files off the top of the car. And I just thought, this is taking too long. You need to just get in and close the door and drive away as he lorded over her. Yeah. I don't know. 
You took a lot more in from that scene than I did. <laughs> I was just hypnotized by the <laughs> synthesizer, I guess. <laughs> I guess my eye was on, like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, but, yes, as a woman, first of all, if I'm going out at night or whatnot, I don't really park in parking garages. No. I just think they're creepy as hell shit. No. Um, and then if I do, I always have, like, my... Granted, there was no cell phones. Yeah. But I always have, like, my keys in my hand, my cell phone, kind of like, you know, I'm I'm making ready. crazy eyes at anyone who might even be in my general vicinity. Exactly. Yeah. Because she was walking to her car, and she could see that somebody was, like, very obviously lurking behind cars. And so I feel like she just barely sped up her walk. But, her again, her arms were full of files, and she didn't have her keys ready, and she just was unprepared. Definitely. Yeah. I mean— I felt like part of part of what the episode was telling us was that it doesn't matter how empowered of a woman you were in 1991, uh, they're going to get you. So, you know, you need a protector. You need a walker. You need a walker. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. So then was it that night that she was accosted by the ski mask? It was the night, but I want to go. Okay, So go the next scene yeah. that I remember uh, Trevette and Walker are just in the precinct, and Trevette has his computer watch. Oh, yeah. And he's programming his schedule into his watch. And it was like, yeah, huge. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Is that the first like Apple Watch? I, I, yeah, it totally was. It, I, you know what? That went right over my head. I just kind of went with it. Oh, he has a, he has a computer watch. I was like, a computer watch in what, 1990? You know what? I believe this is possible, and I'm going to tell you why. Why? Because in eighth grade for me, which would have been 1993, uh, there was this kid in my social studies class where he had this watch, and I don't understand how it worked. I still, like, this baffles me still to this day, where from his watch, he could control the VCR on the TV in the classroom. Oh. So the teacher would put in, like, Gandhi. And then he'd hit, like, stop or rewind, and she'd be like, what's wrong with it? And we would be dying of laughter as he just messed with all these really formal social studies videos. And we just thought, you know, like, how did he do that? Was his name Steve Jobs? (laughs) No. (laughs) But he kind of looked like him. (laughs) So, yeah. So I believe that Trevette could have had some sort of amazing... I believe he had a computer watch. I think he had a calculator. He put around his schedule on it. Yeah. But... I'd like to see one of those nowadays. So then um, the DA goes and sees her horse. Yes. And I don't think she's racist, but her horse's name was Amber. Amber. (laughs) Uh, Why is that funny? A different time, but she's talking to Uncle Ray and she says, Can you please Mm. do your majestic Cherokee potion on her? I forgot about that. Yep. And I'm just like, "Mm." I think it was just a different time. Sure. Just a different time. Yep. And then, yeah, as you stated in your recap, Walker and her boyfriend kind of yeah, have her a boyfriend beef. walks in, yeah, and he was such a nerd. My favorite line. Well, first of all, he's supposed to be a tennis pro, and he's in his yeah. late forties. <laughs> I thought he was maybe in his late fifties. Yeah, don't thought fifties. I said, oh, let's give him late forties. Um, Texas quote is <laughs> when the DA said, "What do you have? A, you know, why don't you like my boyfriend?" Yeah. I have a problem with grown men making a living in short pants. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. So and I just kind of giggled. Because 
he doesn't like somebody who makes a living as an athlete? As I guess a ten, a, a fifty-year-old tennis pro. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how many fifteen-year-old tennis pros are out there, but I don't either. All right, now moving on to the ski mask. Moving on to the break-in. So Alex goes back to her apartment um, and is immediately like put in a chokehold by this guy in a ski mask. It was Dewey, right? It wasn't Dewey. Oh, it was, it was his, his partner. Yeah. Okay, okay. Because at first I was like, well, that's way too obvious. It's not Dewey. Oh, yeah, because Dewey had an alibi. Yep. Okay. Um, but at first I thought it was Dewey, and then a few scenes later yeah. I realized it was cellmate. Okay, yeah. Um, so he puts her in this chokehold, and I can't even remember what he said to her. Do you remember? Um, I The only thing I have on here is that it was creepy as fuck. <laughs> It was. So the pictures were rearranged as a body. Yeah, so on her bed, he left all of these photos of her. Yes. Yeah, like stalker photos arranged in the shape of like legs and arms and a head. And then put the lingerie over it. Yeah, put lingerie on it and then like all of these like votive candles. And I was like, that's creepy as shit. Oh, yeah, but also romantic. I mean, mean (laughs) you know, depending on the person, that's a... But, okay, yes, uh... So think if the photos hadn't have been there and it was just like lingerie and candles. Yeah, that would have been romantic. But the <laughs> pictures of her from the last two weeks and then put in the shape of her body. <laughs> yeah, because he, but he like, he, he grabbed her, yelled something at her, and then he ran away. And so she didn't try to rush out. She went to grab the phone and she's like, oh, hmm, there's no signal on my phone. It's not working. <laughs> or no, no, no landline. The land, the landline's cut. And how did she even get help? I don't even know because there was no cell phones back then. Yeah, so I don't know. She ran to the neighbors later. It was I like think like a smoke signal to Uncle Ray. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> so then they're all coming and they're investigating, and she's having to like take the bras and the panties, everything, and she's, like, shoving them in a bag. And I thought, is there no one else that could do this for her? This is traumatic. Yeah, and I think she actually said something. I think it's not in my notes, but I remember her being, like, Texas got there, so I think she got a little more embarrassed. And she's like, can I put these away now? Yeah. And it's like, they took pictures of the evidence. Yeah. Um, But I feel you. It's like, you're a victim. Yeah. And yet, at the same time, she was wearing this white sweater with the shoulders cut out and like she was nipping out super hard. <laughs> Alex, we're not saying you deserved it. No, it was just mixed messages. But. <laughs> I was like, um, what's going on here? Maybe it was a different time in the 90s. Yeah, I guess so. Um, speaking of it being a different time in the 90s, did you notice how every woman had the Madonna Dick Tracy haircut? Oh, I didn't. But now that you're talking about like it. Because the, the first woman that we saw uh, yeah. in, the, in like the first scene, the hotel scene, mm-hmm. motel scene, the woman had the haircut and then Alex oh. did. And then there were like three other women in the background. Everybody had that Madonna short, curly yeah. Dick Tracy haircut. Yeah. Now that you're talking about it. It's a, it a great look, I guess. In 1996. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe a little old. No one's using it now. Yeah. What else? Um, Okay, so next scene. Texas knows it's Dewey's behind it all. Oh, yeah. He knows. He knows. He knows. Now, this is where I think 
because TV has changed and we're so used to having to look through what the characters think, like, but we're like, but no, it's not that I kept thinking, well, it's not Dewey. Dewey's probably this really great guy and he's being framed. So the whole time I was waiting for Dewey to be like exonerated. No. Yeah. <laughs> but that look in his eye. I know. That smirk. I know. But I kept thinking it's somebody else because that's what TV has done to us now is that it's not, it's not as like pitifully obvious anymore. And this was just literal. No, he's a stalker. He's a rapist. He's a, you know, bad ex cop who wants vengeance. There's there's no like reading between the lines. I knew it was Dewey from the start. <laughs> you and Walker should team up. I felt his energy and I was like, it is motherfucking Dewey. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. next scene, Texas knows because we're on the same yeah. level. Yeah. Gets in his cab. Yeah. Which at first I was oh, like. Oh yeah, Dewey's cab. Dewey's a cab in, driver. Dewey's a cab driver now. Mm-hmm. And this is where we find out yeah. that he used to be a sheriff. Yeah. So he gets in, Texas gets into Dewey's car. Yeah. Cab. And they're driving and he tells them to take him into a dark. Take me behind the old dumpster at the gravel parking lot where no one will see us. Park behind the dumpster. Anything you say, Ranger. (laughs) (laughs) Little Ken Mouse right there. It was. Then uh, Trevette comes out. Uh Dewey says, a Buffalo Ranger. A Buffalo Ranger? Is that... So back in the days, they used to call African American. <gasps> Are you serious? Yeah. Whoa, that that flew in the nineties on TV. Uh, yeah, wow. I'm trying to think. Is that how, how we're supposed to know that he's really bad because he just used an obvious racial slur? Yes. Oh, that yeah. went way over my head. Yeah. I didn't even hear that. Yeah. Um. I. F- Anywho. Mm. Huh. Um. So Texas comes out. Yeah. You know, and they're like, "Open your trunk." Oh my gosh. They did not follow any kind of police, like, rules or etiquette. And they weren't, they were, uh, I liked how Dewey was like, you can't just get me to open my trunk. I love that. He was like, I was a previous sheriff. Yeah, like, I know the law here. And the Texas Ranger just kicks in his taillight and goes, "Eh, I think that's enough. (laughs) They're just bullying him. I love that scene. It was like, I know my rights. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, too bad. <laughs> and Texas did that. That's it's hilarious. funny how the good cops are messing with the the old bad cop. Right. Well, Texas is a good cop, but he has his way. Yeah. The, it's he the good guys doing bad things for the right reason. He doesn't always play by the book. Yes. Yeah. So when Texas is trying to figure out, because he figures out that Dewey's working with someone. Yeah. And he goes to the gym where the ex-cons work oh this is my biggest what the f moment yeah so he goes there and talks to the front man that's they're all convicted it's basically like a bodybuilding gym in the back of a grocery store or something basically yeah and it's like venice beach like type you know guys like just steroid guys just like weights and it's just i felt like i would have fit in really well there (laughs) i think you would have actually (laughs) it was like where can i go where can i find that gym it was just like old school like right ex-cons like totally yoked out so uh he goes there Uh right yeah and the front desk guy doesn't want to give him any intel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, I'm not telling you anything. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm sure someone here is an ex-felon has drugs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then the fight scene. Yes. Right? So Texas Walker 
throws someone into a mirror. Yes. And it basically turns into foil. It does not shatter. <laughs> There's a guy that instantly has a butterfly knife, like, oh, in yeah. his shorts. Well, in his, I think uh, if you're at that kind of gym, you can assume that somebody's got a butterfly knife in their pocket. But where was he hiding that? In his, like, biker shorts? Yeah. <laughs> right? Or, like, his shoes? Yeah. His high top, like, Well, a lot of those Adidas. guys were wearing jeans. That's that yeah. I thought was funny as they were lifting weights in their oh, jeans. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then... uh I have black jorts as one of my Oh, things. yeah, that's right. And then uh, Trevette grabs a guy by his balls. Yeah, <laughs> what was that? I was just like, this fight is intense, but a lot of the guys were wearing jorts. Again, he doesn't play by the rules. He doesn't play by the rules. <laughs> that's why they're going to be BFFs. Yeah. But that scene was one of my biggest, like, what the fuck moments. Yeah. And all throughout all the episodes yeah. and all throughout here, you know, Texas mm-hmm. always does kung fu in his jeans and denim jacket. Yeah, he does. He never takes off the jacket. It's like jeggings. I mean, that, well, you'd have to think, but in the nineties, there was no there the the like yeah what, lycra. I feel like um he he probably had his I don't know he had some sort of stretchy jeans that none of us knew about. I don't know. It just seems really uncomfortable. Maybe he just really wore them in real well. <laughs> but that scene, yeah, it was good. Was one of my biggest. Yeah. What the F moments in this episode. Yeah, true. Yeah, I had Trivette's ball grab as one of mine. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. So um, let's move on. Let's just talk about how so Dewey goes into the. So we got the, the death. Yeah. So I have that next. Yeah. Yeah. So Dewey basically kills a, a cop, a sheriff, somebody steals the uniform and then goes into the courthouse and has, I don't know, what was some sort of mini bomb. So I, I had Flash bangs oh, or flash tear bang. gas? Yeah, maybe a little bit of both. Question mark, question mark? Yeah, and so he just threw that in and just grabs Alex and drags her out. But the flash slash tear gas only worked yeah. on Chavette and the cop. It didn't work on him or Alex. All and the Alex, other people, yeah, just kind of stood around, and then he just dragged her out by her hair. And he was like, <laughs> okay. It was really violent. It was. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of the violence on women in this show already, just in episode two, I'm I'm always a little like, ooh. Oh, and this is my favorite. So he drags her out. Yeah. And then Trevette yeah. takes one shot to his car. Yeah. And he makes the front end explode. <laughs> and the hood pop open. Yeah. Like, did he hit the radiator and the release? I don't know. In one shot? I don't know. It was pretty good. It was like. It was explosive. It was explosive. Yeah. So yeah. that's a good shot. Yeah. So we don't know where Dewey takes Alex and it's terrible and we're, you know, basically fearing for her physical safety. I'm right? scared. Yeah. Um, and, and Walker notices like this little bit of like cedar needles <laughs> on the bumper of the car that Dewey left behind. And he's like holding it up and smelling it. And he was like, cedar. Where might there be cedar trees around here? And then he like puts it together in 30 seconds or less, you know, like, oh, remote cabin place is probably good for raping and murdering (laughs) cedar trees. I know where we're going. And then he just heads there. And then we see at the same time, then they cut to Dewey basically holding Alex hostage in this cabin. And it's really terrible. I don't know. Oh, and then, um, remember, so first they pull up in the car, and he, she's got her arms tied behind her back, and he lets her out, 
And then she just runs in like backwards. I mean, it felt like a Silence of the Lands moment. Totally. She's like running in her suit and heels tied up. And yes. I'm like, what's going on? In the forest. And he's just laughing. And because you know he's going to get her because she has nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. That actually was like, I was a little like petrified for yeah. her. Yeah. And then when he finally gets to her, <laughs> they do this camera shot where he like full close fist just punches her straight in the face. Yeah. And knocks her out. It yeah. was completely unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. I that whole scene I was like I thought something really like yeah. I'm like am I watching a horror movie? Kind yes. Of? Yeah. It was pretty intense. It was really intense. Uh for as campy as this show was, I feel like they were really um and, preying on <laughs> on my emotions. And wasn't it a f- family show didn't like people watch this together with their children yeah somebody was telling me this was on the friday night lineup it was yeah. this and diagnosis murder i don't know if i'd want my child watching that um depends how old they are i guess you're right yeah. my kids really young. there's a lot of life lessons to learn in walker texas ranger you're right you're right um anyway so then when he's got her back in the chair back at the cabin it really looked like she'd been hit in the face it didn't look like fake makeup. Her lip was, like, really swollen. I kind of wondered about that. Like, they actually did a take and I maybe- wondered. Like, did they just honestly slap her in the mouth? <laughs> you know, like, for the effect? Yeah, I mean, you're right. I was it surprised. Look real. Um, anyway, yeah. So, Dewey gets into all the reasons that um, he's mad at her and mad at liberals. He literally used the word liberals. But then um, Walker and Tivette show up, and do they knock on the door? Do they break down the door? I no, don't this remember. is one of my what the f- go words. ahead. So Walker like goes through the window. Oh yeah, but it looks like he was thrown <laughs> into the window head first. This isn't not like jumping in through your feet. Do you think like Trevette like gave him a boost no, like and shot Trivette's, him through the window? Trevette's on the front door. <laughs> I mean, he, like, bails through. Like, he just got (laughs) thrown in. Like, he'd be hurt, and he just jumps up. Yeah. (laughs) And starts his kung fu fight. Yeah. I was like, um, that was not graceful. Yeah, no. It was pretty, I don't know, either way, you know. He roundhouse kicked Dewey. Dewey hit the, Dewey went through the windshield. Like, through, he hit the car windshield so hard that it totally cracked. and, And then basically it was over. Yeah, and then there was the victory party. Yeah, the victory party, true. With uh, free beers Yeah, and ribs. Yeah. <laughs> that they didn't even get to go to. Because that's the only kind of party that they have in Texas is beer and ribs. I'm sure of it. Because Texas went and gave her her new free horse. Yeah. So um, how do you feel about the replacement horse? I mean, after everything that happened to her. Yeah. Probably was needed. Okay, so like a therapy horse. Yeah. Okay. You know, she's just. I guess that's a good point. She was, you know, through a traumatic event. I was like, when somebody's pet is brutally murdered, you don't just like buy them another one. Yeah, but I think it was like all the events. I got it. And then it was more from like Uncle Ray. Yeah, okay. It wasn't like he just bought her the horse. I think it was more like, oh, we have this horse that needs someone to take care of it. Okay. How do you feel about doing it? Because, you know. She went through some shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I felt like this was Alex's episode uh, because she had discussed a little bit, you know, I think right maybe after the the weird 
uh, stalker, rapey candles, pictures moment, something like that. She went into this monologue where she described kind of how she became who she is today. And it was all about how she grew up, you know, without anything. And she's had to scrap for everything. And not just in a socioeconomic status, but as a woman that men have always bullied her, especially in law, you know, in her career. And so the reason she's so hard and she's so stubborn and she's so independent is because of sexism. Yes. And they're kind of, yeah, exactly. They've dismissed her and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's been luck when she wins or if she doesn't win. Oh, sorry, sweetie. Yeah. 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 I really, you know, Alex shined for me in this episode. Yeah, sure. I actually like her a little bit more. Yeah, I didn't really have an opinion about her the first episode. Exactly. So now she's um, now I know she's tough, and she's on the radar. Yeah, because she's sticking through the whole season. <laughs> her and that Texas tension—they're mm-hmm. gonna ride that out for a while. It's true. Time. Did you learn any life lessons? Did I learn any life lessons? Yeah, Alex taught me to be a bad bitch. Yeah, so I took a quote from her. She said, don't expect me to crumble because of a little sexual innuendo. She said that to Walker after uh, Dewey basically made some really disgusting sexual comments about her when she was at the car in the parking garage, and she was like, I'm not this, you know, little delicate flower just because somebody threw some comments my way, and I thought, yeah, that's how women used to be. <laughs> now we hear something and we're like, shut up. Me too. Yeah. So yeah. Hashtag me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to yeah. be more like Alex. I want to be a bad bitch. Yeah. If you want. <laughs> I have, I have uh, a question about Walker's clothing choices. It's all Pendleton. Oh my gosh, it is. It is. I didn't even notice that. Oh, wow. Well, that takes my question into a different level of, hmm. Uh, because his fashion choices are so flamboyant in a way compared to, I feel like, sort of that the colors of the 90s, even though I like, I think we like to think the 90s are full of neon. Pretty much everyone we see is in these like gray, slate gray, denim blue, and maybe that's just representative of Texas. I don't know. But Walker always has like flashy shirts or the bandana or. He just has flair. And he yeah. like, he was in one of the episodes, maybe this one. He had a bolo tie, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I hope he rips that off and uses it as his weapon. <laughs> Please rip it off. But it's very Pendleton. Oh, uh, yeah, it is Pendleton. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. yeah. Hmm, okay. I just think he's very stylish. But do people dress like that in Texas? I don't know. I've never been. Hmm. I'll have to do, like, a set visit. Just cool. go down to Dallas-Fort Worth. I've been to Dallas. Oh, yeah. Ooh, actually, I was in Dallas, and everybody was really stylish. I would. I was really shocked, like how much fashion was actually really important in downtown Dallas. It was a big deal. So he I guess he's just, representative of that. He was just with the times. Yeah, he was. All right. Do you have anything else to say about episode two, Borderline? I just hope that Alex keeps trucking on with her attitude, mm-hmm. and she just keeps impressing us with her bad bitch attitude. I'm not going to tell her to wear a bra because she can do whatever she wants with her body. Exactly. My body, my choice. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) In the eyes of a ranger, the unsuspecting stranger had better know the truth of wrong from right. Cause the eyes of the ranger are upon you. Any wrong you do, he's gonna see. When you're in Texas.
Texas, look behind you. Cause that's where the Rangers gonna be. Yeah.